Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and as always, I want to encourage you to make sure you hit the subscribe button, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on any of our podcasting platforms. We just want to make sure that you never miss any of our content. So um, always do that, and then, of course, share it with anybody who is curious as well. Today is an episode that I'm really excited about because I'm joined here by Nick Maroki. Uh, he works with Team World Vision. He may be familiar to many of you at Faith Covenant if you were watching on Sunday or if you were at the service on Sunday. He came and was doing a bit of a launch to our Team World Vision uh, season for 2023. And so I'm just here to talk to him more about that. So thank you for having me over. We're here in his office. So introducing Nick Maroki. Nick, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. I was just telling him earlier uh Thank you for allowing me a new opportunity. Uh, yep. I don't get to do this kind of thing often, and so this is kind of fun. Yeah, because unfortunately when we do the launches at church, you only have a couple of minutes to kind of talk to people. So I was really excited to give you a little bit more of a platform because Team World Vision is something I've been involved with for many years now, and it's something that I love, and so I'm just always eager to give it a little bit more space. So Yeah, we, could, we don't have enough time to cover all the areas of Team World Vision, uh, but we'll hit the highlights today. Absolutely. Before we get too much into that, just tell us a little bit about yourself. You have a family, you got kids. What, what's, what's, yep. your, what's a little bit of your story and who you are? Yep. So uh, I was actually, uh, I'm, I'm going to go a little further back because uh, okay. my story is, is, is unique in the sense that I was actually born in Kenya. Okay. Uh, and my family, we moved to U.S. Uh, back in 83, so I was, I was four. Okay. That means, yeah, I turned really 40 young. in less than a month. Um, and that's been pretty cool to come to that realization. Uh, but uh, grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, after college, I moved to Colorado, uh, mm-hmm. where I did a discipleship program. Uh, worked with that as a ministry that I ended up working with till about 2009, 2010. Uh, but the best part was that's where I met Pam, okay. uh, my wife, Pam. Uh, and so we've been married now going to year 11, I think this August will be. Uh, and so we we were in Denver for 10 years, uh, had our first daughter, Emery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we decided, hey, you know what? We probably need some help. Uh, we could be <laughs> close to family. Yep. So my wife's from uh, Kansas, so we moved to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were there for about three years, I think, four years, something like that. Uh, had our second daughter, Tessa, uh, April 1st, baby, my April Fool's uh, <laughs> child, uh, which is... So did you believe Pam when she said she was going into labor at first? Uh, you know, I did. <laughs> Ironically enough, if you know me well, you know I'm a joker. <laughs> and this is true story. So everybody else probably didn't believe you. <laughs> That's it. Like, literally, I was texting people and saying, hey, we're heading to the hospital, baby's coming, and... I don't. I think my sisters didn't respond. They like maybe did a ha ha. Like people were not, and I was like, I need to be focused. What's happening here, and not right. try to convince people. And I'm like, is this good or bad? People, like, I don't know. This is. I feel like this is serious. We're having a baby, right? Uh, but she was and dead. Were you pretty close close to the due date still. It was. I think the due date. I think we're like a day or two early, maybe. Okay. And so it was just like I think people. Were so just, they should have had reason to believe you. They should have. I mean, I'm a joker. I'm a. I mean, it's. I realized in that moment, I was like, okay, we got to maybe pull back a little bit here uh, because Oops. we might need someone to show up at an important time here. Uh, but she was born April 1st. And when I sent some the baby pictures out, I thought you were joking. Oh, congr- 
I mean, it wasn't. It it worked out well. I mean, because Pam, you know, we were focused in the hospital. It was mm-hmm. late at night out on the East Coast where my family was, uh, and so like you know, we were fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was just funny that those were the texts I was getting. But that was pretty cool. So Tessa, uh, and she lives up to that April Fool's birthday. Uh, <laughs> you, she was the one that was in here earlier, just yeah. kind of peeking in, and uh, she loved to be, you know, have fun too. So, uh, and then we. Uh, actually ended up having our third daughter, uh, three girls, I have three girls, and our third, Joelle. Uh, so we call her Joe, mm. uh, or Jojo, that's what she likes to be called. Uh, and so after that, we actually, back in 2021, had this really cool opportunity to move to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the ironic part about that is, I thought it was the craziest thing. I was like, I don't know, Pam, should we move? I mean, we're here in Kansas City, we got family, because we moved here to be closer to family. Uh, but. Minnesota, for some reason, has always just kind of felt, I don't know, there's something special about it. Uh, it's a great place. It, it, it's, it, <laughs> I'm it, a little biased. It but. really is. It felt, you know, because when we moved to Denver, uh, Denver had us that same feel because it was kind of a smaller market town. Like, people really didn't know about Denver that much. Uh, but then over time, it just grew so big, you know? Sure. And we were like, okay, we this does not really feel like home so much. Uh, but Minnesota almost feels like that kind of, like, get the outdoors stuff uh mm-hmm. you have a really active community uh and so i'd come up here for work a couple times i was like this place is awesome now yep. that was in the summer <laughs> <laughs> i'd never been here in the winter uh winter is a very different thing that's how the lord works just put a little wool over your eyes here you don't know too much uh <laughs> but uh again ironically enough my best friend growing up, right? Uh, we grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania together. Uh, he went to school in California, and uh, I went to Denver, whatever. We weren't separate ways, but he actually ended up moving to Minnesota. Okay. And now we are neighbors. Uh, so awesome. um, he and I, like, it's just the coolest thing ever. Like, his daughter, my daughter, in the same class. Nice. You know? Uh, I always joke, like, because they sat next to each other for a long time. I was like, they would never let me and Steve sit next to each other, <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, but it's been really cool to you know just build community here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, our we love our neighborhood, uh, and so you know we're just excited to be here. And you know I don't even tell I, Pam. I'm about to tell everybody, but we're expecting our fourth, mm-hmm. and so that is in September. Uh, and so I'm really hoping uh, it's an August baby because <laughs> I'm all about the summer birthday parties, and we don't have any of those. Right. Um, and also you know it'd be nice if it was a boy, but. <laughs> Happy and healthy. We'll go with that. Yes. So, um, so. Well, if it gives you any hope, my mom had three boys and then a girl. It, so it, it can happen. All those stories help, man. They really do. People, yeah. I, I probably think about it more to uh, let people know. I'm like, please be a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. So yeah, here we are. Uh, I think this is now year two uh, into our life in Minnesota, and we mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. yeah. And so how did you get involved with Team World Vision, and what's your role here at Team World Vision? Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, interesting. I actually didn't even really know about. I didn't know Team World Vision. I knew World Vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents had worked in ministry in some capacity growing up, and you know, you just I went to Christian high school, Christian college, and worked in ministry. So World Vision was being one of those you know ministries people have always heard about. I didn't know much about it though, mm-hmm. uh, let alone that I'd end up working <laughs> for World Vision. Uh, and so at the time, this is back in 2018, I was working from home uh just had a a job corporate job and it was great i loved it i was joke you know i could just take time to go over to top golf at lunch and you know it it was it was it was a great gig i mean i i loved it and it was a great company they were i mean 
I w if it wasn't for this, I would have never left probably. Yeah. It, it, it was, and I loved it and things were good. And then God said, hey man, uh, I'm gonna tap your shoulder uh, <laughs> and ask a little bit uh, of you here. And so uh, one of my good friends from college uh, reached out to me and he said, hey, there's a job opportunity uh, to work with World Vision mm -hmm. uh, and it's in Chicago. And you know, every time like somebody asks you to think about something like that within ministry or like, hey, why don't you, like, you know, it's like you have to like, you know, okay, I got to think about it. Uh, but he said, Chicago, we have a baby. <laughs> I'm like, I'm off the hook. You yeah. Know? Because I worked in ministry for a long time after, you know, like before, and it was hard. Yeah. And I watched oh, yeah. my parents do ministry. And I said, ah, you know, I don't know how often I'll get, Good. yeah, <laughs> do I get, how often will I go to Top Golf? You know, I don't know. Like, but obviously, like, really, like, things that I thought were so important at the time, like, just being home and not, you know, there's this, this, I, I, I adopted this idea that it was just, you know, I can be on the sidelines, I can send money, I, hey, I'll write checks, mm -hmm. uh, that's, I'm all about it, you know, we're, we, we will support you in prayer, all those things, mm -hmm. uh, and so, but he said Chicago, mm -hmm. and I said, hey, man, I can't do it, <laughs> just moved, got a baby, yep. and I really felt like that was legit, like, I can't, you, what are you gonna do, you yeah. know? Uh, but then he called back like two months later. He's like, listen, this is crazy. There's an opening for someone in Kansas City. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, well, thanks for that. That's a good, great. that's a great idea. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll uh, no. <laughs> I still wasn't interested, because like, I, it, for me, just, again, I, I was in a place where I, I don't know, just, and I'll probably paint this picture later on we talk about like how it's transformed my life uh but it was really interesting to see uh that whole process how i was kind of running you know uh <laughs> lack of better words from that calling yeah um and he just said hey well you just talk to the the lady who's doing the hiring for that position um and so i told pam i'll take the call but i'm just gonna say tell her no thank you appreciate because i want to you know i'm not gonna be like not take the call right and she she called very nice uh very strategic i think looking back because she <laughs> never asked me to apply never like like made a big deal just like how you know just quick call and she said hey i'm going out to the, to the field to visit some of her work i'll be back in two weeks would you just pray about it you yeah. know uh maybe this is something god has for you is calling you into and i was like man they're really good these guys <laughs> are good because uh, i of course i have to pray about it uh, and just something happened within those two weeks. I started watching uh, some of the videos uh, of, of, of these kids uh, walking for water. Uh, I had a, a three-year-old at the time, Emery, uh, and, you know, and a newborn pretty much. And my, my three or four-year-old, she was three or four at the time, she said, you know, we were watching a video. She'd say, why are these kids walking? Like, mm -hmm. what, what is, like it was, her mind was like trying to comprehend what's happening. Uh, all my my mind is trying to be like, how am I not aware of this? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I know like a access to clean water is a big deal, but I've I haven't connected the pieces, right. you know. Uh, especially you know coming you know being born in Kenya, there's a lot of uh, areas in, in in that country that have um, issues getting access to clean water as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I just was like, I felt okay, this is something I need to like, not just pray about, I gotta think about it. Like this is actually maybe could happen. Uh, and you know, but then they started talking about running. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> nah. That's another level. <laughs> you guys, you, you lost me at running. <laughs> uh, cause, you know, I just, I just, I was not a runner. Like that's mm. not my, you know, I, and you know, I, you're, you're, you're just like hearing this joke, but I, I am Kenyan, but I literally don't run <laughs> like a Kenyan. Like it's, 
I'm so slow. Uh, <laughs> we have friends that we run. I'm with. not fast either. <laughs> well, it's just it's just funny. People are like, "You're you're Kenyan, okay? All right, okay. I, I can keep up." Uh, and not so, every Kenyan is fast. <laughs> no, this one especially uh, is not. Uh, but I hated running. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, um, you know, even at some point going out and trying to see. Okay, let's say hypothetically speaking, <laughs> I take this job and I have to run. Can my body do it? And I got up one day and I took off. Uh, I think I made it a couple blocks, or and there was a kind of a tiny incline, mm-hmm. and I was just gassed. Oh yeah. And I, my goal was to do a mile, and couldn't do it. Yep. And uh, I contemplated calling Pam to pick me up, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, I crawled back pretty much. Uh, and, and, and I just done that. yeah, and I was just like, hey, you know what? Like this is like honestly like not. It's not doable. Like I, I, I don't think I can do it. So all these things were telling me no, mm-hmm. but my heart and God was showing me yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, um, uh, you can't see it here, but the lady who ended up hiring me gave me a, that framed picture uh, where it says God mm-hmm. doesn't call the equipped; He equips the called. Mm-hmm. And that was just kind of in, rolling around in my head and my heart. And you know, when, you know, when my daughter asked me, "What can we do to help?" Uh, these these families, these kids, you know, Pam's over there in the kitchen like, yeah, Nick, what can we do? Is there anything we can do? Uh, and I think she knew for the whole time, like, this would be a great opportunity for me. Um, and honestly, like, it just over that time of just like, I think it was like two or three weeks, eventually getting to a place where I was like, I, I have to have this job. If yeah. I don't get this job, I'm going to be so sad. Yeah. This is a, a really, I don't know how I'm going to run. I don't know how to. I don't know how to fundraise. I don't know. I'm not a public speaker. I don't do any of this stuff. But this is where God's calling me. Yeah. And uh, I felt like there was just like this nudge of like this, uh, this, this like faith that I even know had in me to do something like that. Uh, and I was like, yes, I'll do it. And it's been the best experience of yeah. my life. And I wouldn't change anything for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. And so, a little, a, a little bit of a clarifying question too because you said you know you're familiar with world vision but not with team world vision previously what's the relationship between the two so you know world vision uh, is um it's it's a nonprofit uh, christian organization that does a ton of humanitarian work all around the country all around the world mm-hmm. and actually here we have a, uh, a world vision us team that does mm-hmm. a lot of stuff with responding to like hurricane or other mm-hmm. crises uh they're right now they're in syria and turkey right now doing work mm-hmm. um and so they are just uh an amazing organization that has done so much to help support so many different communities, uh, vulnerable communities. And, you know, we always say, you know, our, our, our hope is just to, to, to love our brothers and sisters, the least of these, the way Christ has called us to do that. And so they do that in a, in a way that I just think is, is just, it's, it's, an, it's amazing. And they've found ways uh, to kind of branch out through that mm-hmm. to kind of help touch locally how we are doing life here and so that's where team world vision came into play uh that was started by michael chitwood i think it was back in uh 2000 and like six or seven uh sounds right let's go with that right (laughs) edit that if he sees this uh and it started in chicago Mm -hmm. uh and there was a a, a pastor there steve spear who's on staff now uh and chitwood said let me can we invite your people to come run this marathon uh, and then we could, you know, use that to raise money for clean water. Mm-hmm. And Steve was like, you can invite whoever you want. You're not, nobody's going to run. 
Like no, <laughs> my, who would do that? I know my <laughs> congregation. You know, they're not going to respond yeah. to that. Uh, and to uh, Steve's surprise, like seventy people said yes or something like that, something crazy. Uh, and they ran the Chicago Marathon, mm -hmm. and they raised a ton of money for clean water. And it just grew and grew and grew. And now we're in different markets. We're in Seattle. We're in Los Angeles. Uh, Chicago's our, probably our biggest market that we have. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in Kansas City, where I was at, obviously, which is where I, you know, I started for those first three years. And so Team World Vision exists, uh, in my opinion, to bring transformation here uh, locally mm -hmm. and globally. Uh, and so I'm, I'm sure we'll break that down a little bit more, but Team World Vision is just a part of the global, uh, the world vision under that blanket of world vision. So Team World Vision's focus over the years has primarily been um, about clean water. So why is that kind of the thing that Team World Vision hones in on? What's special about that cause? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a I don't know, a quote, you know, we always hear like water is life. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I, that's from Ted Lasso for some reason, but I don't know. But <laughs> water is life. Like yeah. it's it's something that, some of us take for granted. Uh, like I woke up this morning, uh, I had water in my nightstand. Yep. I was within five feet of walking and getting more water. And then every every um, there's water, I have access to it. I don't even think about it. I mm -hmm. just drink it. I shower. Uh, you know, I waste it at times, which I, I realize, like you know, things that I never even thought about. Um, but there's people who wake up every day and they don't have access to yep. water. They have to walk uh, six kilometers, you know, just to get access to water. And we know that, you know, based on everything we know right now, that a lot of that water is usually contaminated, mm -hmm. leads to sickness, death. Um, I think a lot of these communities, like 50% of the kids uh, under age five die, yeah. you know? So it's like a literal like life and death situation. Uh, and I think at the time, you know, Emery was four, uh, and I was like, oh, she wouldn't be see, live to see five yeah. if, if, if we lived in one of these, you know, potentially if we lived in one of these uh, areas. Uh, and so the, it's clean water uh, to me is what I think kind of brings it um, together for building off for health, education, mm -hmm. uh, child protection, because a lot of these kids who are doing it are girls. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it at night. They're doing it like you know in dangerous places, uh, and they're missing out on school. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, if they have access to clean water, now they can go back to school. Yeah. Now they can get access to healthcare, and they can get um, you know child protection is, is something that we can kind of you know be able to help with in, in those communities. But if they don't have access to clean water, uh, it's so hard to live. Uh, or experience what I, we've come to, to as the term the fullness of life, oh, yeah. uh, which we all you know a lot of times take. Not all all of us do. I get that, but I think I'm guilty as anybody else. The fact that we were watching that video, me and Emery, and I'm like, whoa, this is happening. Like, yeah. I mean, I, looking back, how could I not know that? It's so far removed from most of our experience. It really is, and so I think the cool part of tying running, uh, which we all hate, obviously, uh, <laughs> to bringing uh, clean water to these communities uh, is such a, a cool way to go about it because I think what ends up happening is you're going to go through a journey, a transformational mm -hmm. experience yourself here going through that. I, I did. Um, and so at the same time, we're making these this impact globally and changing the lives of all these kids and the, mm -hmm. the communities around them. So to give people a better idea of what happens, so basically Team World Vision convinces people to run a marathon. Most people who 
sign up with Team World Vision have never run a marathon, um, or a lot of people have not even run a 5K. Um, and so, you know, and so once people sign up to do the marathon, they then, you know, tell their communities on social media or phone calls or whatever, parties, um, and then raise money that way and ask for donations. So um, I'm kind of, so there's kind of two pieces to getting involved with Team Real Vision as a runner and fundraiser. So there's the running aspect of it and there's the fundraising aspect of it. So what has been your favorite part of the running aspect of it, even though you're not necessarily someone who loves running? And what's been your favorite part about the fundraising aspect? I think you did you say uh, we convince people or how'd you, how'd you <laughs> yeah we convince people or invite people trick them into running like? I was tricked I won't even lie I was tricked by someone named Christina Nyquist so if you're watching you tricked me you still owe me a marathon yeah um, shout out to Alyssa Condotti who tricked me uh, yeah. into into running um, but sometimes we need tricked into uh, doing something that we have no idea is gonna absolutely transform our lives yeah. uh, and so there are two aspects running um, and it's 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 really cool because we have what we call the couch to finish line plan mm -hmm. so you could have someone like me who could barely do a mile almost had to call for a ride home uh, <laughs> and I've already done you know a half marathon I've done a full marathon I've done a ton of other races hood to coast um, and so you know I wouldn't say hey I'm a runner uh, I wouldn't say I love running, but I can run, yeah. you know, and I feel like the training that we have is really geared to individuals who have never done anything like that. And we always say run, walk, dance, whatever it takes yeah. to get past that finish line. Uh, because we have a lot of walkers. I had a, uh, last year, my first year, there was a guy, uh, uh, Woodbury, I know, who walked the whole thing. It was mm -hmm. so cool. Like just he, older gentleman, I think he was in his 60s. Mm -hmm. He'd never done anything like that. Yeah. Okay. And he just feels this call yep. to move his feet for clean water. It sticks with the plan and he crosses the finish line. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing like that first finish line. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I was in tears. I, the, and it, it's different. The first half marathon in tears. The, the full marathon was in tears for different reasons. But, uh, <laughs> but like finishing that, uh, I felt just like, wow, Nick. How did that happen? And it's like obviously God is someone that had called you into something, and He said, "You don't, you're not equipped, but I'll equip you, mm -hmm. right?" And that's how we do with, with 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 running. If you're not equipped, we get that, but we have the tools to get you where you need to be. Uh, and so I, I I wouldn't say I love running, but I love the experience that I've gotten to, you know, just get healthier, uh, the clarity of mind. It's been, it got me through 2020. I don't know how, <laughs> I, I really- That uh, was a rough year for everyone. It was a rough, you know, and, and through those things, like it, it really, a lot of folks have kind of had that same experience. Mm -hmm. um, but then fundraising, fundraising is, you know, scary. It's a scary yeah. <laughs> word. Uh, and, you know, kind of tying back to my childhood, uh, you know, part of the reason I, never thought I would be doing anything like this is my parents, when they did ministry, they raised support, right? Mm. So, you know, this is 80s, 90s, we're, we're putting together newsletters and, you know, licking them and standing them out, like to, you know, they're, they're, they need, that's how we were able to survive. They had to send out and get mm -hmm. support. And I can tell you, I was just always rolling my eyes. <laughs> uh, come on. like, why? Like, this is awful. Like, can we do something else? Yeah. You know, why are we, why are you doing this? You know, like, you know, I always say like, it, there was this jealousy of all these 
kids that I knew who had the nicer clothes mm -hmm. and nicer houses. Uh, the you know we had a van, right, a minivan, only one sliding door. Other people had two sliding doors. I remember those one sliding door vans. And I was like. I thought I was, I, I mean, that's <laughs> how stupid I was. How, that, that's how my mind worked back yeah. then, you know. Uh, but I was like, that's hard. I don't want to fundraise. I don't want to ask people for money. That's not fun, you yeah. know. Um, fast forward to today, I look back and see, like, what a blessing that was for so many people to help support my parents. Mm. They were invited into that journey mm -hmm. uh, to see George and Ruth Maroki uh, doing this work, and it, they did a lot of work in Kenya. Uh, and it would, you know, I now look back, sometimes I take, uh, you know, missionaries over to visit the work they were doing and like all the stories that I heard and all the, the like their transformation that happened through that, it was a real blessing for people to be part of that. And I started realizing that that's what we do here. Like mm -hmm. we are not begging for money. We're not, you know, we're not like, you know, afraid to ask boldly to, for people to join us on these, on this journey because you're, we're allowing you to partner with us yeah. in our experience. Uh, I remember when I first um, started my first year fundraising, I was, you know, I was a little hesitant, like to call friends, uh, yeah. especially I, I called some college friends, uh, some buddies, and I said, "Hey, uh, I'm running this marathon, uh, was half marathon time," and they just they stopped me there. Just started laughing. You're running. Maroki, Maroki, you're running. Ha 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 ha. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honest, I've been training. Like, and they were like, that's unbelievable. We have to know why, how, like, what, 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 like, how did this happen? And I said, I'm running for clean water. So would you support me? And you don't know how many people were like, if you finish that, I will. I'm giving you 500 bucks. It was like people were like giving money. Like it, they could. It was, and they, and they, and throughout the season, when I'd post something on Facebook, just the encouragement that I'd get from mm -hmm. them, uh, and even after a season, like seeing other people say, hey, "I think I want to run too," like, yeah. and it was like, "Oh, I'm so glad I put myself out there." I asked. Uh, it seemed like this thing that I would hate and not feel comfortable, but after being able to see, uh, first of all, raising whatever we raised, I think like three thousand bucks back then, like. That was clean water for so many people, right? Yeah. And that was so awesome. But also all the folks that here in the you know, who were supporting me and how encouraged they felt being part of that. And like they, they felt loved that I was even inviting them into that too. So mm -hmm. uh fundraising can be scary. Mm -hmm. Uh and it's I'm still scared of it and I've been doing it for almost yeah, for this is my seventh eighth or ninth year with Team Religion. Hey, it's my job, and it, yeah. I still get scared. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But I think the the why always always overrides it, right? We always know that there's a purpose behind that ask, uh, mm -hmm. and we are going to, you know, boldly ask that people join us in, on, on that journey with us, and it becomes um, actually this, this way to bless them as well in, in a way that kind of seems counterintuitive, but it really is a blessing for all those who are part of that journey. Uh, and so fundraising actually has become one of the more fun parts uh, yeah. of what I do, uh, which is you know, really what, what we're doing. Um, but the two, you know, fundraising, training, they go hand in hand. We actually have a really cool uh, like um, fundraising like kit that we kind of, it's all, you know, you can access it through your, your, your portal whenever you sign up and create a team where it kind of walks you through the uh, 26 weeks of fundraising mm -hmm. along with the 26 weeks of, yeah, so we do have 26 weeks of training. Yeah, and that's so half a year. That's ha and it starts in April, okay? Mm -hmm. And so my first group run here, it was kind of snowy. 
And I was <laughs> like, we're built different here. Yeah. Because in case Kansas City, I think we started in June. Oh, okay. And it was like nice, sunny, yeah. you know. Uh, well, Kansas City, they don't have snow on the ground ever. <laughs> I used to think we had winter down there. Uh, <laughs> no. No, that is not winter. You cannot, you cannot have like a two or three days in January where you have 60 degrees and say you have a winter. Right. That's not yeah. possible. So. No, I, I moved to Kansas for a couple of years and I just laughed when people told me like, oh, winter, this is so, yeah. I'm like, this is not winter. Like. I'm an official winter snob. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will, I, when people tell me it's like, we got an inch and a half, school's canceled, I'll be like, <laughs> all right, all right. I'm not judging, I'm not judging, but it's- It's, it's a bit it's, different it's here. It's a little different here, yeah. so. Yeah. But. Well, one word that's come up a lot already in our conversation is the word transformation. And so I know I've seen transformation in myself and in so many other people um, through te- through my time in Team World Vision, what kind of transformations have you seen either in yourself or other people in churches? What what have you seen happen? Yeah, I've seen people uh, have their marriages restored, uh, myself included. Uh, I've seen their health uh, restored. Like me, I was actually about th- probably 30, 40 pounds heavier at the time mm-hmm. uh, when I first started. Um, and, you know, just not able to, physically be present with my kids like uh, after any I was like exhausted like trying to, to and, but now you know they're out there sledding right now I'm sure I'm going to be able to run out there later and, and have some fun with them where I would have never been able to do that yeah. uh, I think you know Pam will tell you that man it's so good to have you present just mm-hmm. present I think that allowed me to go through some soul searching and just kind of talk to God on these runs because mm-hmm. that's a lot of times during the week you're running by yourself, right? We have group runs on Saturday. I'm going to throw that out there. Group runs are the best every yes. Saturday. Uh, but throughout the week you're doing these solo runs. Yeah. And I remember as I kind of started picking up miles, uh, let's say I would get to, you know, three miles or four miles. Uh, the runner high is real, uh, which I, to this day, people say doesn't exist. I, For me, <laughs> I think it's some weird like spiritual experience. That's mm. what mine is because... I, you know, I throw in some great worship or something, uh, and I remember just, it, I would just be processing life and where we are and where we're going, and sometimes be in tears. I'm sure people mm. are looking like, that guy's crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm like, no, I'm just, the spirit broke me, I can't, yeah. you know? And it's just- Or they're thinking running's really painful. Oh, uh, <laughs> Dude's crying when he's running. This must. No, why does he keep going? That's actually exactly. They're like, yeah, we're. Well, this is stupid. Why? Why is he doing? He keeps going out here. He's crying every time. Just why stop. Go home. You know. Uh, but really, God was just breaking me. Yeah. And uh, it, like I said, I've I've heard other stories of people who were able to reconnect with God in a way they hadn't before, um, and just relationships restored. Uh, you know, even like with churches, I, we had a church in Kansas City. Our, uh, Pastor Tom, uh, I remember asking him like, "What what made you say yes?" And he said, uh, "Well, I think you guys tricked me." <laughs> it seems to be like a, a theme. Yeah. Uh, he didn't want to do it. Uh, his church was going through a really difficult time with some transition stuff that was happening, and he said it was Alyssa actually who invited me, who launched his church, and like I bunch of them said yes, right? And mm-hmm. they were like, you know, they, 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 they did it together. And for some reason, that galvanized them in a way that he would have probably never been able to do just by, you know, like 
words and like, hey, let's like encourage. They physically went out and did something together. They were doing yeah. group runs together. They were encouraging each other with their fundraising uh, and all these things that like they were just, it, it was a, a way to unify them that they yeah. needed. They, they didn't even know they needed. Right. And they, a ton of them finished that and they, they're still one of our best partners in KC. They come back every year. Some of our best captains come from that church. In fact, you know, I, I, one of our captains from that church who's been doing it for years now was at NLG, our captains gathering last uh, week. And it was just great to connect with her and just hear their story again, just yeah. how grateful they are to this day. Uh, and so it's not just, uh, you know, ourselves that are going through that transformation. Uh, all our runners who say yes and, can, and are committed to that process, uh, you're not the same person no. day one. <laughs> Than you are at that finish line. Uh, it's 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 a radical transformation that happened to me, and um, I, I look back and you know when I call and say, "Hey, I'm running a marathon, another one." It's not <laughs> like they don't. I don't. They're not laughing, you know. Like it's like I, I, they they know this is something I'm committed to, um, and I'll always always be in support of uh, you know Team World Vision in any way I can help them, because I, I believe in this ministry so much. Yeah, well, I, I feel the same way. Like. I, to me, this one of the things that has really struck me over my years with Team World Vision is the uh, verse in Philippians, like, you know, there's you all things are possible through God. Like, I've realized that I can no longer say I can't do that because God has made it possible. <laughs> and like, you know, people, you know, tell me, oh, I can't even run a mile right now. I can't run a marathon. It's like, well, you can't right now. Yes. But you can train up to it, and you'd be surprised what God can empower you to do. If you really believe Scripture, if you believe that promise that all things are possible, marathons are included in that, or other events, half marathons, Ironman, whatever. Yeah. And um, that, that, it's just, I've seen so many promises of Scripture come alive during my time with Team World Vision. I think that's probably where I've grown the most in my spiritual journey is God revealing himself to me mm. in ways that I never knew possible. Uh, you know, I got to go and visit um, our, our, our work in the field back in, it was, it was actually February 2020, right? And uh, we were the last trip before the country <laughs> shut down. Like I was coming in as they were shutting it all down. Wow. Uh, but I didn't, I, Good time. but it was literally like nobody really, my mom was like, you wearing a mask? And I was like, for what? I don't, I, I didn't even know like, it, and, but like uh, three days later when I got back, it was like, oh, I probably should have taken some precautions on yeah. that, you know? Uh, but I remember landing, uh, is being back in Africa, um, you know, it's just, it's crazy. I, I, I was sitting there asking, God, how did this happen? Mm. You know, I, how it's a full circle oh, yeah. thing. Uh, and when, when, and when you hear about the guy who directs our footsteps, like you are always kind of like, okay, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? <laughs> uh, but I think we're so busy in our own heads trying to figure things out that we kind of miss these directions. Like he's to try and direct us. And we yeah. sometimes we'll miss out on that because we say no, or, you know, we don't want to step out in faith. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think when we're obedient and even outside that God is always going to be there to direct our steps. And uh, I just, I remember landing and the sense of just, there's like an emotion that I couldn't really articulate, but it was just gratitude and an understanding of how God can just do the most radical things. A guy who, you know, a couple months earlier was just, you know, overweight on the couch after work, not engaged with family, just showing up at church on Sunday. It was like, hey, what's the football game starting? Uh, you know, it wasn't, I was not actively in, engaged in my faith or, mm -hmm. you know, I was, you know, I don't think I was a terrible dad or anything, but like, I, 
I was not living up to that full potential that God was calling me to, mm. to, to, to be um, or to live in. Uh, and so just allowing God to work in that space, uh, not just for me, for so many of us, right? We know that God is working and it's just a really cool way to see that play out in so many people's lives. Absolutely. Well, I love what you were just saying too about God directing our steps. Like I saw that scripture come alive so literally when I was running in the Hood to Coast race, which you've done. So for those of you who don't know, Hood to Coast is a relay race, 199 miles that 12 runners tackle together, kind of leapfrog each other. And I was the ninth runner, so I had that stretch of gravel in the middle of the night. And so that particular stretch of the race is all gravel. It's midnight, and it's the dustiest road you've ever seen. And so even though I had a headlamp on, I literally could not see the ground. And I just had, because it was just so dusty, I just was walk, running through this fog. And I just had to pray, like, God, just keep my feet on the rock, direct my steps, because... I'm going to break an ankle because it's really loose gravel and and it worked out. And so like I've just seen, I've just learned how to rely on God in ways that I normally don't have to because so much of our lives is easy, you know, not that we don't have challenges, but like, you know, like you were saying earlier, we have such ready access to clean water. We have fridges and pantries of food and, you know, this has forced me to rely on God in ways that I never had to before. Man, I guess... Uh, is this the dusty road where it's like there's a bunch of weird stuff on the side of the road too I remember like there was this I did the night run at Hooded Coast uh, people are going to think I cry all the time I think I do now <laughs> I, that night run that was a hard run oh yeah did you have a mask yeah okay good uh, luckily somebody got, I, I told me they had like uh, to bring one yeah and and when the time came to run, I couldn't find it in the dark. Oh, no. And l- another lady had a mask, and she's like, I wore it earlier. I was like, I don't care. I'll take it. Yeah. You know? Because that's how dusty it gets. Oh, yeah. And that's a tough run. Uh, I was sick for a couple weeks after that. Yeah, that that is a difficult run. But, you know, that run, that's, it's funny you meant that's the one. I ran that same one. <laughs> and that's the most memorable one for yeah. me is like you're, it's, you're like, Lord, I need you to lead me here. Mm-hmm. And then that makes you understand something in that process i have led you here yeah right i'm not gonna stop yeah i'm gonna carry you to that finish line Mm -hmm. and that broke me too i was like you have been there this whole time (laughs) you know and you're continue to be faithful yep uh and those are just the cool little nuggets that i just i get to experience you know doing this thing and i know a lot of folks uh who i said who stay committed to that process it's it's undeniable the work that God can do in your heart, um, in your mind, body, soul, whatever, to uh, to reveal Himself to you through that. Absolutely. So um, one of the last questions I have is, um, there may be a lot of people watching or listening to this that want to be involved, but maybe it's not the year for them to be running, or they've had a surgery recently, or um, you know they're confined, have mobility issues. What are ways that people can get involved um, if they're not able to participate as a runner or a fundraiser? Yeah, I mean, obviously we always want to just encourage people to be praying for this mm-hmm. work, uh, that it continues to, to grow and that, you know, we are following the, the wisdom and guidance of, uh, of the Lord to kind of do this work. Because there's a lot of intricacies in different delicate areas of the, of the world. Uh, so we need to pray for our people, especially our field staff, because the majority of like who does this is the, are, are people in the field. Like the, uh, they are native to, the, to their countries and they're, mm-hmm. we're, we're just there to empower them 
You know, mm-hmm. this is not, it's not our wells, it's their wells. You know, yeah. it's not their, you know, schools, like our schools, it's their schools. We're just, we just want to empower them and just pray that they can have that endurance and then, because it's hard, it's hard work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so be praying for them. Uh, but always you can give, worldvision.org uh, is, you know, always, you know, you can able, especially right now with what's happening in Turkey and Syria, there's a big campaign yeah. to try to support those resources. I know we're, we're sending as much as we can there. Uh, so worldvision.org is probably a great place to start. Uh, we have awesome opportunities just here locally, even if it's just walking. The Global 6K is in May, uh, and that's something we can do. I, I do it with my kids, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and it's a big family event. It's a, a huge, it's so much. Get your strollers out there. Of course, you have those who are ready to just, you know, win a world record that day. You got to watch out for those guys. But, you know, most of us, we're just walking. Yeah. We're, you know, and so it's a, it's a really fun uh, opportunity for to get your kids and, uh, and family members involved and friends, coworkers. Uh, like you said earlier, we have Ironman. Uh, we've got, like, you know, a lot of different events like Chicago. You go run Chicago, too. Like, there's a lot of different areas that you can, you know, contribute. But... At, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we want to support our team, team World Vision Twin Cities mm-hmm. uh, and try and build that team up. So if you, uh, you know, know of anybody who would like to join our team, they can always go to teamworldvision.org slash Twin Cities uh, to join our team that way as well. Mm-hmm. And I would just add, too, that if you're wanting to support our teams locally here, um, we do have those group runs on Saturdays. So if you want to support that and um, once we get to the longer runs, we need people to help with like water stops and yep. snack stops and stuff like that. Yes. Um, that's helpful. Um, you know, if you wanted to partner with a person who's running um, in your congregation, you know, you could just partner with them and say, I want to help you fundraise. I'm not running, but I want to help you fundraise. So I'll help promote your yep. stuff on social media, anything like that. There are so many ways that you can help just ask one of us yep. we, yeah that d- volunteers are huge uh, yeah <laughs> so we have volunteers are what you know help us get through our season mm-hmm. uh, and race day which is race day I just want to last plug race day is awesome it's uh, great we have uh, a huge tent at the bottom of the Capitol building like like right in the grass there uh, we got food we got you know fun music we got everybody comes through we want to uh, uh, celebrate them at that mm-hmm. finish line down that red carpet and that red carpet is super important and it's something that I probably you know, my favorite part about the season is race day. Oh yeah. Uh, because the celebrations, the tears, uh, seeing a lot of, especially our first timers, oh, yeah. uh, meeting them, putting on our hero medal, which our hero medals for anybody who raised over 3000, which, you know, it's probably my, the medal that I, you know, cherish the most over any of my race medals. Uh, but putting that on and just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah. Uh, and so, any way you can get involved, uh, obviously you can always reach out to us and uh, tomorrowvision.org slash Twin Cities has my contact info uh, as well. Um, but yeah, just be praying for, 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 for God to keep moving in the lives uh, of not just uh, us here, but in the lives of those we're trying to uh, bring impact to around the world. Mm-hmm. So just as a last question, is there anything else you'd like to share or, um, yeah, just floor is yours. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would just encourage you um, because I think Maybe somebody's listening. Uh, I always wonder at church, you know, there's like a little voice in your head, right? Mm-hmm. It's saying like, you know, maybe that's me, you know? <laughs> uh, but you're like, you want to dismiss it and say, no, that's for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, but oftentimes that might be the Holy Spirit uh, speaking to you and encourage you to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would ask you, uh, just like uh, I was asked, to just pray about it. 
pray about how you can get involved. Uh, and if it's something that God is calling you to do, uh, look into it, reach out. We'd love to uh, connect with you and answer any questions you might have. Mm-hmm. My stomach's growling, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear that. So, um, so yeah, so if you have any questions about Team Real Vision, certainly Nick is a resource. Um, at Faith Covenant locally as a church, you can talk to me or our team captain, Kevin Zanker. Either one of us would love to answer any of your questions. Um, it's we There's still plenty of time to join the team. So if you missed the information meeting, there's still plenty of time. Like Nick said, uh, training formally starts in April, but like if you don't start until May or June, we can help you catch up too. So we have a catch up plan. Yep, there's a catch up plan. And like, yeah, there's catch up plans for like if you have to miss a week or two because you are on vacation or you get injured a little bit. Yeah, we can help you through any of the, any of the contingencies. So um, just, and, yeah, any questions, please reach out to us. Um, we're more than happy to help you. Um, I just wanna say thanks again to you, Nick. Thank you for having me over and for uh, sharing with us your heart and your passion for this cause. And um, yeah, just thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, hope to see some of you at the finish line in October. Yeah. Well, thank you all for watching or listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful and blessed day.